0: CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about
1: CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community.
0: Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 21, Too Fad or Not Too Fad?
1: You're sold on that title already?
0: I don't know if that's going to be our title, but...
1: We usually do that after.
0: I don't know. Maybe it is a good title. Either way, episode 21, and first off, an apology to our listeners who made it very aware that we uh, screwed up last week and didn't get an episode up, but...
1: (laughs) Not so much that we screwed up. You and I were well aware that we uh, didn't do an episode. (laughs) Somebody said, "Does that mean we're only like twenty and a quarter percent better?"
0: We're losing a it. A while ago,
1: we were a half. Now we're back to a quarter.
0: Yeah, we're losing our momentum on that. The extra percentages. That's okay. We're here with episode twenty-one, back on schedule every Monday from here on out. Hopefully, I'm not going to make an empty promise, <laughs> but we do try.
1: <laughs> we'll make it up somewhere down the line. Yeah.
0: Somewhere. All right. Today, today we're talking about fad diets. Well, today we're talking about nutrition as a blanket, but we're going to kind of hyper focus in on fad diets and diet like specific diets, you know, as they come and kind of why we get into them in the first place, why they always have great results when we try them for the first time, or maybe they don't. And then, you know, when you keep repeating them, or maybe you just don't have much success sticking to it, what that all means and, and why sort of what the next step means for you. How does that sound?
1: Good. My first question is, have you ever done a fad diet?
0: Absolutely. Oh, really? Which one? Well, okay. I mean, when I first started CrossFit, everything was about the zone because that's that's something that CrossFit world loves.
1: Would you call that a fad diet?
0: So I, <laughs> when I initially answered your question, absolutely. In the back of my mind, I was like, well, are these two really fad? I'm not really sure fad by definition would probably be something that gains popular popularity and i would think that when it first came out it had popularity behind it um i would probably say to this day it's maybe a little more in the background to some of the more things that have gained popularity in the recent past but at the time zone and paleo were like the two things for front and center um within the CrossFit community. And I had just gotten into CrossFit. So I was basically digesting every piece of information I could find because I had this newfound passion over something. And yeah, you know, I wanted to be better. And, and actually it was, you know how this all, this is like a side tangent, but these are, these are the good stories that make this podcast great side story. I didn't really think I needed to do anything. So I was like 19 or 20. Let's just, let's just put that back
1: almost 10 years ago
0: almost more I'm much older than 10 years ago
1: (laughs) oh no I meant like when you started CrossFit okay
0: 12 years ago yes um somebody says to me they're like what do you do for your diet and I was like what do you mean what do I do for my diet and they're like well you could probably afford to lean out a little bit more I'm like don't say that to a 19 year old female (laughs) so
1: or anyone yeah anyone
0: anyone, period yeah, terrible comment to make and that one stuck with me for a long time. You know, I never really gave a shit about my body image up until that moment, I would say. <laughs> yeah. And so in my little um quest for information digestion, you know, learning about zone and paleo was like something that was really big for me at the mo- at that time. So, yeah, I have long-winded answers. <laughs>
1: I would even argue that CrossFit was maybe – I don't even want to call CrossFit a fad because usually fads are short-lived, but CrossFit was the fad, and that diet, the zone and paleo came along with it.
0: It wasn't a fad when I found it. It was very dark and underground, like not many people knew about it. Like Reebok is the thing that made it gain popularity, and that Mm -hmm. was still a couple years ahead. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, So with that – you know, you buy all the books and you, you read all the information. And then one day you just wake up and you're like, all right, I'm going to try and implement these strategies. I tried zoned in like it. I find it too complicated for what I was trying to do at that time. That, and I don't know, maybe I was just impatient the whole process, but paleo, paleo was something super simple and easy to follow, right? Like no dairy, no grains and no sugar. What was
1: your diet like before you started that?
0: Well, I was a university kid, so it was like cereal. I lived off Reese's Pieces cereal because my mom wouldn't buy that for me when I lived at home. So you have this newfound freedom, so you basically find whatever, Pop-Tarts, Pizza Pops, Pizza Tuesday was a thing instead of Taco Tuesday. I think we had like tacos on Thursday, but like I lived on the run, you know, basketball and school and whatever. It was just like cereal was my thing. (laughs)
1: Safe to say if you could go back to those times, you'd probably do it differently. Knowing what you know now. I love
0: cereal though. I know you do. (laughs) So (laughs) paleo.
1: You're not even going to answer that question. No, pizza Tuesdays, Taco Thursdays.
0: Like I always said, if I was in the gym order and like had to look the part, I probably would be not. Like I'd be eating cereal and pizza and just like all the shit that I know I should not be eating it would be terrible. And I think that the fact that I own the gym and feel like I have this pressure to look the part, that's what keeps me every day on somewhat track,
1: which is a terrible thing to say, but I wouldn't say it's strictly the gym. You've got (laughs) other goals and stuff, but But paleo
0: was super easy to follow. Um, I saw some really great results off of that right off the start. It also came into my life when, you know, I had some there's things going on in my family that were medical related and seeing it play out for some of my other family members, the way it was was like an instant wake up call for me that I didn't want to end up the same way. So that was kind of what was the kickstart for me. And um, I enjoyed that so much because I found it very easy that as soon as we started the gym, it was something that, you know, carried with us for probably a good like four or five years, I would say. And we still use some of the paleo principles in our eat less crap challenges um, over the years, because those very basic fundamental things, you know, can give you some quick results right off the start.
1: What do you think it is for those people who do say fad diets? And I don't want to say like paleo is a fad diet because it has some good stuff going for it. Um,
0: it has withstood the test yeah, of time. Yeah. And like
1: I think like it is and it's also like manageable for a long period of time. Yeah. Like you can eat paleo for the rest of your life Yeah, um, versus some of the other fad diets out there that aren't sustainable for long periods of time. But what do you think it is about those fad diets that people start that make them so successful right off the hop?
0: Well, most people are just like me when they first start, you know, eating a bunch of crap and just eating a lot of it or not very much of it, Mm -hmm. you know, or not very much of anything, period. Mm -hmm. And so when you start something right away, you're following a very specific set of principles that whatever diet is proclaimed. So, you know, whether it's put food into colored containers, or you can only eat XYZ, or you can't eat XYZ, those types of things. I think well, I know people get great results right off the start just because they come from such a unstructured lifestyle before. Mm-hmm. And now they're learning at the, at the underneath it all, they're learning portion control and quality control. And those are two things that didn't exist prior to starting. And so, you know, take somebody like myself who was like overeating excessively, and then you go and start something like that. Well, now you got a calorie control to it. So When you talk about weight loss, being in a caloric deficit becomes really important. And so something like this will kickstart that for you because, you know, it's more controlled now versus eating five, six bowls of cereal in a day.
1: (laughs) You're not even exaggerating there, are you? No, I'm really not.
0: Like one sit down was like three bowls of cereal for me. Probably got diabetes just off of Reese's Pieces cereal. (laughs)
1: All the listeners want to know what your favorite cereal is. Is it actually Reese's Pieces cereal?
0: um top three cinnamon toast crunch and um apple cinnamon cheerios there you go lucky charms would be up there (laughs) you can buy like that costco bag from well from costco obviously but it's just the marshmallows i think what yeah no i've seen it on the internet cereal yeah
1: oh my gosh
0: how good would that be Okay. We're supposed to be talking. I'm not judging any of
1: the listeners who do have that in their cupboard right now, but might want to get rid of that. Sorry. Okay. Making good quality choices is usually (laughs) what fad diets lead us to do. (laughs) And so like,
0: even in, in these NSIs that I'm doing and you know, one of the questions we always ask is like, tell me what a day looks like for you in your nutrition world. And, you know, they always bring up some of their past experiences or past diets that they've tried. And so probably the most common thing I've heard lately is just, you know, the whole colored containers thing, Mm -hmm. that particular diet. And like right away, I I always tell them like, that is fantastic that you did that and you started there because that taught you portion control. Mm -hmm. You know, you now have a visual eye for how much of this fits in that colored container and represents this. And Mm -hmm. so things were much more controlled for you. And yeah, I always make sure to just, you know, pump that up and the success that, that, that actually has brought is maybe more than you think it has. Mm-hmm. You know, you've taught yourself some good habits when maybe you weren't paying attention to that.
1: Well, and I think it's an educational thing yeah. too, in terms of what is protein, what is a carb, what is a fat and the value of fruits and vegetables and that, like that you wouldn't have, necessarily gained just in your everyday eating.
0: Yeah. And you know, sometimes when people do fad diets for the first time, it's like, Oh, like I feel so much better because I'm eating this way. And you know what all this way did was teach you that you needed to have fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. within your diet. And you know, when you sat around previously eating cereal, there was no micronutrients in your diet. And now there is, well, yeah, naturally you're going to start to feel better because you're your body has the vitamins and minerals that it needs to do the things it needs to do. And
1: you're probably not starting your day with like a handful of sugar.
0: Yeah. Imagine that. Hey,
1: come full circle.
0: And it's funny. Cause like, I'm sure these people look back on those times in their life now, now that they're more experienced and be like, Oh yeah, that did that for me. Like I see it now, but mm-hmm. in the time it's not something that you're focused on.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so then these people who have seen success with the fad diets, would you say the majority of them fall back into their, I wanna say bad ways, but into their previous ways? Like is this sustainable?
0: Yeah, that's the problem. You know, these things will give you restrictions or templates or or whatever it might be, but they're not they're not pointing out that this is the habit you're trying to build and mm-hmm. they're not giving you the time to build that habit, right? These things are not done in 28 days or 30 days or whatever that might be. It takes time to build habits. And so sometimes a much slower, more simplified approach is is somewhat better to have those sustainable um, practices set, you know? So yeah, there's a huge sort of fall off at the end of these things and and that's probably what keeps them in the popularity contest is just because they always have to come back to it and restart and then they go through it again and then they finish and it doesn't last so they restart
1: or find something new yeah or or find the next best
0: best thing yeah like the next best thing the next actress is doing or something like that
1: well, and I think even our nutrition clients, when we set
0: up their sort of daily
1: goals that they're focusing on, those stick around for quite some time. Yeah. Like it's not something we change up every week. And if we are making a change, it's like an adjustment. Like week one, I'm trying to get one liter of water in. Well, week two, now we're at a liter and a half. But we're slowly building upon that same habit versus jumping around.
0: So I used an analogy with someone this week that – taking the simplified approach to it is building the foundation of the house. And sometimes these templates and other diets and things like this is basically giving you the doors and the windows. And like, you've got nothing to do with these doors and windows because you don't have anything built to, to hold those doors and windows. Right. Mm -hmm. As soon as I framed it like that, that person, you know, understood the point I was trying to make, but that's the thing is like, you're given the details, but you're not given the foundation. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as it's done, it's like, okay, now what? Well, you go back to having, social hour with your friends and appetizers all night long. And next thing you know, you're falling back into your old ways.
1: Yeah. Cause you've got no strategies to, to well, handle you this. Can't take your containers with you all the time. Also a right? lot. Yeah. Like, so, okay. So I've done, let's say I've done the container route and was super successful, maybe fallen backwards. Um, what comes next or what can I do instead of getting stuck in this sort of circle of fad dieting?
0: Well, my first, my first thing is like, were you doing it alone? You know, like, were you attempting this alone? Like when I first set out on paleo and stuff, I was doing it alone. I read it in a book, took the, the instructions out of a book and then applied it to my, myself. And you know, there's things that come up along the way that you just don't know how to handle. And so you either give up or you don't even attempt it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: or you just fail at it. And then you either don't get back on the wagon or you struggle to get back up on the wagon. But at the end of the day, it all came back to trying to attempt these things alone. And it's just like, the next step is asking for help. Like having somebody to guide you through these processes to help you when you get stuck up face front with a barrier, like to help you problem solve those those things and find the solution there, the strategy, like you said, that's going to work. Mm-hmm. So that when you do end up in social hour and, and your friends are ordering appetizers and stuff, you have a strategy in place to handle this so that when you finish the end of the night, you can feel successful about the choices you have made, you know, and then whatever that, that situation looks like.
1: Or even if you didn't handle that situation as well as you thought you could, you have those... Um, strategies to get back at it and you've got that person to help you get back at it right as opposed to just completely
0: another the other piece too that is powerful is the accountability part of it having Mm -hmm. that person to be the accountability person Mm -hmm. you know versus again just going at it by yourself and not really having somebody to bounce ideas off or i don't want to say report to because that sounds like such i'm not sure but well maybe it is having somebody to report to You know, somebody that's expecting you to do certain things Mm -hmm. and then is expecting to be there to help you.
1: Well, and we both have long-term clients that we're working with now, and that's truly why they're still here is for that accountability purpose. Like it's powerful. They can do it on their own, but they can't necessarily do it on their own long-term. And just having that person that they know they need to check in with is worth every
0: penny to them to just have somebody there. I can't do it (laughs) long-term. coaches have coaches too <laughs> yeah and and like that's the the goal of the program is to set you up to handle it long term mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that that happens in a three-month commitment type no. of thing no, 30 days or whatever right yeah it takes time
1: well and then even making those adjustments um for being able to set yourself up long term because i think you and i both know sticking to something so rigid and strict isn't something that's doable long-term
0: yeah there's a time and place yeah
1: but then having that option and that flexibility to set up some long-term habits and goals and ways to approach your nutrition that isn't as rigid and strict and that allows you to get through day-to-day situations um, having that coach there to set that up and keep you accountable is awesome
0: I have um, I have a client that's been working with me for maybe like two or three years on and off, but I would say for the majority of those two, three years on. Mm-hmm. And, um, this particular client was traveling a lot in the last couple of months, um, staying in hotels, living on the road for like a week at mm-hmm. a time. And this person, any other, the, like the whole time was weighing and measuring food and was very restrictive about where they were. Cause they had some very specific goals. So mm-hmm. that approach applied to them, mm-hmm. like as a, as a footnote to this, that's not the approach for everybody, but mm-hmm. for that particular client, that was their approach. But then when it becomes to living in a hotel for a week and traveling, you know, this person was able to take those restrictions a little bit out of it, give themselves a little bit of flexibility, but mm-hmm. still have the skill sets in their back pocket to set themselves up for success when that flexibility then did enter the equation yes. so that it didn't mean, Oh, I can, I don't need to track this. So I'm going to go at McDonald's or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the end of it, when all the traveling was done and said, you know, this person could look back on the, the last X amount of weeks and be like, wow, like I didn't know that I had the confidence or, you know, the things in my toolbox to handle this particular situation so well. Mm-hmm. And I was just super pumped for that person because that means that the things we have done have become sustainable. Yeah. So circling back to fad diets and stuff, I don't think that that would have emulated the same type of result Yeah. for, I would say, the majority of people. Yeah, There's the, there's the few in there that get the point and, mm-hmm. you know, get the extra details and stuff, but...
1: And, and that's not a skill set or something that comes as a sort of natural instinct. Like that's a learn.
0: Yeah. Like it, it it's took them two time. to three years yeah. to be at a point where, you
1: Yeah. Know, no, for sure.
0: And like, I've been doing, I've been at least thinking about or focusing on my nutrition in, in many different ways for 10 to 12 years and, you know, on and off too. Cause again, there's time and place, but like, <laughs> I was watching this person play out over the, those couple of weeks, and be like, I'm not even sure that I could handle this in the same way that they did, and that's just because of their tenacity, mm-hmm. you know, over the ways that they have prepped themselves leading up to that moment, which is fantastic. So, I don't know, it was just a cool little moment I want to share with you. Oh,
1: <laughs> I can relate. I learned those skills from you. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, what else do you know about fad diets?
0: I think, like, and I'm not opposed to them. Like, I just want to be clear about that. I'm not opposed to it. I don't think it's the best way to go about something as serious as nutrition. I think it's a great way for somebody to get interested that may not have been interested. You know, it at least gets them thinking about their nutrition. It gets them thinking about their choices. Mm -hmm. It introduces them to certain things like the, you know, the colored containers, et cetera, et cetera, that they may not have seen before or even thought of. Um, You know, we all know what we need to do, but we don't know how to do it. And that kind of gives them a sort of elementary intro to it. So I'm not opposed to it. I don't think it's the best way. Um, Yeah. The other story that came up in the past week or so was someone talking about those colored containers again, too. And after praising them for making that, that initial, uh, decision or, you know, having that initial journey to their nutrition thing, this particular client said to me, like, you know, it's worked for me over and over and over again, time and time again, I have gone back and done this and it works for me, but I know that this is a global approach to this and it's not something that's specific for me and what I need. Mm -hmm. And so this particular person, you know, was ready for the next step was, was ready to have something that was more individualized for them, you know, and that's true because that's sort of what fad diets are. They're very global approaches to it. When we talk nutrition, there's so many specific variables that go into it. You know, we talk about activity levels, um, previous dieting history is so important. Um, Training history, goals, hormones, medical things, like there are a lot of dynamic variables that you know, depict the type of stuff that's appropriate for you and direction that you should be going with your nutrition. And, we, and like, we take that very serious with each individual client that we work with. Mm-hmm. But when you take a global approach in a fad diet, you know, it might not be the best thing for you. You know, there's like, take, for example, something like keto. Well, you know, I, There can be people with liver problems or gallbladder problems, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden you're pumping a pile of fat through their body and their body can't digest it. And they don't know why, you know, they're feeling a certain way or they're having side effects, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, maybe that wasn't the best thing, but Mm -hmm. you don't know that because something like that doesn't set you up to understand, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what truly should be specific for you. The nutrition is so individualized, so, so individualized.
1: Well, I guess then that can come back to there are good fad diets that can teach you things. And then there are maybe fad diets that just people shouldn't be undertaking on their own.
0: Yeah. Or concepts rather. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Concepts for sure. Yeah.
0: Like I've seen an ad go across today. Actually, it was like some CrossFit dude um, ripping on or not ripping, but like selling a carb cycling diet program. And I was just like, You know what? You probably have like the wrong type of clientele targeted that are now buying your program and should not be in a carb cycling process right now or if at all. And, you know, they don't know that. So just things like that. Mm -hmm. But again, it's great that you now have a sparked interest. Now, it's better
1: than the alternative. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because what is the alternative? Well, sitting on your couch, eating chips drinking beers and not really giving a shit about how you feel when you wake up in the morning every day or how you look in the mirror, or how you can't move to chase your kids around the yard or walk a flight of stairs.
1: Well, I think that's, I guess, one, another benefit of the fad diet is when you do make those changes, you do start to feel different and understand the impact of nutrition. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. For sure. And
0: it's very powerful when you do attempt it for the first time.
1: Mm-hmm. When I was talking to two clients the other day, actually, and they were kind of labeling like a bad day and like a binge and, oh, I I can't do this and I can't do that. And it's like, hey, you know what? Like if you do have that bad day or that binge, guess what? It just kind of gives you that feedback of you feel so much better when you don't eat like this. Like I am not opposed to a day where it turns into a binge because if you learn from those choices and then use that to fire you up to make better choices, then it's a win in my books. Not that I'm gonna tell everybody to go have like this big binge, but if you <laughs> if you do turn around on the other side and it's like I am tired. I don't have the energy that I used to, my workout sucked all because I made these choices. we'll use that to make you make better choices next time you're in those positions.
0: I agree.
1: I had that conversation just the other day actually. But I thought it was really neat that they were making choices to make their workouts better and feel better. And that was cool. Anyway, that was a tangent.
0: Hey, all stories are good stories. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, your cereal story was a good story.
0: Just makes me want a bowl of cereal right now.
1: You got any in the cover? Nope.
0: <sighs> Anything else about nutrition? No, I think fad diets. I just wanted to touch on that topic and, you know, take I don't want to take the I don't want to put a negative connotation on them. I'm trying to we're trying to say that hey, we're not opposed to them. They actually come with mm-hmm. a lot of great things. Um, they can come with some bad things too. Yeah. I'm not gonna hide the put the blanket on that, but um, you know, the many conversations that we have with new clients or just clients in general when they're coming in, talking nutrition, it's like, well, what have you done? So that tells us what kinds of things you've been exposed to and Now understanding what the next step is for you or can be for you. So.
1: I have a question. Go. Not to be like a devil's advocate or to put you on the spot, but would you say our eat less crap challenge is a bad diet? No. Why?
0: Because we're teaching principles. We're giving them that foundation.
1: Maybe I just set you up for that. Yeah, I was like, thanks
0: for the alley-oop on that one. I'm gonna slam dunk that one. (laughs) Side note, that question was not planned pre-episode. Maybe that
1: was part of my plan.
0: But yeah, that's I mean, it's the same thing. It's not a diet, right? Like it's not like it's not like you can say I follow eat less crap. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, maybe one day they could. Maybe one day they could. (laughs) You know, in that eat less crap challenge, though we're providing that foundation. We're we're giving you habits and choices and information and strategies. You know, we're building that thing on the daily, like that's the great thing about the eat less crap is it's so daily focused rather than a template or follow this and don't do this and you can have this and you can't have this. And so.
1: Well, I think it's cool too, that those who have done eat less crap before, actually my mom and I had this conversation the other day, she's like, well, I just, I'm just going to go back to those eat less crap principles and carry on with my (laughs) way. I'm like, okay, cool.
0: Yeah. Things that stick. Yeah. Um,
1: or she also said like it was at eat less crap was what kind of spurred her to keep making those healthy choices. Like it was that sort
0: of fire that, that, that got stuck her going. It, yeah. yeah. And, it- and, and you know why the same thing too, like people usually see really great results with our eat less crap, but it's for the same principle though. It's mm-hmm. like, look where you came from prior mm-hmm. to when you started that. Mm-hmm. And now we've given you some things to follow and do and, and change on the daily so yeah, naturally your body's gonna respond in the the proper way. And so same thing with your mom revisiting it. It's like, you know, those principles stay with her and she doesn't apply them all the time. There's mm-hmm. a time and place. Yeah. And then it's just like, well, at some point we need to be coached, which mm-hmm. is where your mom has also been too. Both yeah. your parents have been clients of mine. So, you know, they've seen the whole spectrum, and I think that's fantastic. And as a result, have had great results throughout the entire, you know exposure to all those elements they saw great results from E less crap and then they saw fantastic results working individually with us yeah you know when we could really hammer in the details so
1: well and then i think too she it's also just made her more aware of nutrition like we said with fat diets it makes you more aware and she's gone into some deep diving too with some like food sensitivities and stuff like just really trying to make herself feel good so cool. that again brought on by dipping her toe into the nutrition
0: shows to Whitney's mom who gets a podcast shout out
1: she totally listens to you, by the way <laughs> one day she asked how Tucker was doing because we were talking about Tucker she's like I didn't know Tucker was sick I was like it's okay mom
0: <laughs> just
1: keep listening to the podcast you'll be okay
0: <laughs> all right yeah. fad diets. there we have it
1: and cereal eating
0: okay now everyone's gonna be asking me about cereal all week <laughs> Okay, so here it is. Listener feedback. If you have ever participated in a fad diet, we want to know what you did and why you did it. Like what brought you into it in the first place. And if you still stick with it, and if not, why not? That's a lot of questions, but we want to know. So share with us. All right, let's 21 check mark.